0: Well, thanks for listening to that part of the show where we took a deep dive into our stimulus check. Scott, how you feeling?
1: Much like the rest of the country, Willie, I don't get it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to There's a Sub for That, the front podcast of the internet. I'm your host, Scott. And I'm your other host, Willie. Join us as we explore the rabbit hole that is Reddit. From made me
0: smile to facepalm, and idiots in cars to humans being bros, we're going to deep
1: dive into the most popular page on the internet. Are you ready? Hey, Willie, how's your week been? So, you know don't what? answer the honestly. The last five weeks don't, has been the same. Don't answer okay. honestly, because nobody wants to hear the truth right now, okay?
0: <laughs> oh, you know what? It's been great. I've uh, I've discovered that my new favorite thing is how many white claws can I drink before I actually start feeling any signs of alcohol in my bloodstream. Uh, yesterday's a great example. I got up to six, and I felt nothing.
1: Ooh, it could be a sign. But that I should that stop you are drinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably,
0: yeah. No, truthfully, it was three. I was fine. I slept like a baby. It was, it was amazing.
1: At least you're trying to find something about yourself. You're, you're gaining knowledge. You're learning more about who you are.
0: Last week, you helped Just, me find my penis. So,
1: yeah, I mean, I had to bring out my parents' telescope, but we found it. Now that we know that Willie is an alcoholic with a small crotch, we should talk about this. This, this other thing that people have problems with is inside your head, you sound like one thing, right? But Mm -hmm. if you ever hear yourself on a video or on like a phone call, voicemail, you sound a little different. Yeah. So on shower thoughts, our shower thoughts this week, one of the top things was being able to tolerate the sound of your own voice in a video is probably the highest form of self-acceptance. What do you think about that? Ooh,
0: I don't know. It's a little bit of my history. I... After college, really wanted to be a professional YouTuber, and I never got into it. But I did dabble. I I don't. I, I think I was nervous about the commitment. I have always been the opposite of many millennials and Gen Zs in that I I've always just wanted a forty-hour work week. I've wanted to work a job and not have multiple part jobs. And maybe it's just me not having a strong enough work ethic. But the problem <laughs> was was. We're a little lazy.
1: You can just say it.
0: I would start recording an episode. I would upload it. I would get really excited and passionate about like uploading this YouTube video. Then a week later, I wasn't so excited or something else came up or I was doing something else and it fell behind. Because of that, starting in around 2008, I really got into like recording my own thing and listening to my voice. And I will tell you, it took over a year before I could stand listening to my voice. I was like,
1: wait a minute, this is what other people hear? This sucks. No, I'm sure in your own head, you sound like much lower than what people actually hear. I sound just sexy. Mm. Yeah, I'm the same way too. I've always tolerated the sound of my own voice. I like singing. So back when I was more of a professional singer, I would accept the fact that, hey, I can sing pretty well. And People aren't throwing rotten fruit at me. So they must think that is, (laughs) they must think that too. Since we've gotten back into this game, this podcasting game here, the first couple episodes, I absolutely have dreaded listening through because I just sound like a little wuss. To me, (laughs) I sound nothing like what I do in my head. And about episode three or four, I was just like, fuck it. This is what I sound like. Let's go. I'm so used to it now.
0: I'm maybe not the target audience for this because I'm the one that edits the show. So I get to listen to my own voice and I'm like, okay, this is what I sound like. And now I just nitpick all the stupid words that I use. Mm -hmm. I would say, though, that to be able to accept your own voice is so impactful. It's not something everybody does. I guess, I don't know, maybe there's a new generation growing up that's probably used to it because they upload stuff to... To TikTok and Instagram and Snapchat. They probably hear their own voice a lot more, wouldn't you say?
1: And they probably hear it a lot earlier too. So they're like growing up with hearing their voice change. And it's probably just going to be something that's way more acceptable for the younger generations, the Zers and the whoever comes after them. Because I don't care.
0: Uh, I I love the top comment to that. It said, I was on a Zoom meeting with my coworkers recently, and I kept hearing an echo of my voice on their devices. I just kept thinking to myself, good God, how do these people tolerate listening to me on a regular basis?
1: I don't think I can honestly say I've ever had a coworker where their voice just like drove me
0: crazy. There are people I'm not, where I, the cadence of their voice has made me want to murder them.
1: I, I'm somebody who hears patterns very easily. And so if people repeat things, I will I will start repeating it back to them. I'll just be like, Did you know that you say Um, or uh, like every third word. And that makes them really self-conscious. But but still, like, I just can't help it.
0: I cut a lot of that shit out because I don't want you guys to have to deal with that from us. Just a little peek behind the curtain. But Scott, did you see the movie Venom when it came out?
1: I still have not, even though I love Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy
0: has done some incredible stuff. I think his work in... Dark Knight Rises as Bane I think was great. Uh,
1: I think his work in Inception was amazing.
0: What else has he been in?
1: Well, I was first introduced to him in Star Trek Nemesis, where he played a young clone of Captain Jean-Luc Picard and was uh, part of the Romulan
0: Empire. He starred as Venom, or the person inside Venom's body. Eddie Brock. That movie was terrible. Oh,
1: okay. So, So don't watch it on streaming, even if it's available.
0: I would say it is not worth watching at all. Now, that's Marvel owned, correct?
1: Well, the character is owned by Sony, technically speaking, but he is a Marvel creation. Got it.
0: So it's not going to come to Disney Plus. It might come to Hulu if there's a relationship there because that's also owned by Disney. Correct. But I on the subreddit r movies there was a, a post a day ago that said Venom: There Will Be Carnage has been delayed until June 25 or June 25th of 2021. It was going to open this year. I think so.
1: Yeah. Wow, that's a big push. What? So that's kind of how all movies have been, right? Like everything's getting delayed. Mm-hmm. Fucking pandemic.
0: It was supposed to. It looks like. Like,
1: oh man, hold
0: on. By postponing Venom until next year, Sony has reshuffled nearly every movie scheduled to release in 2020. The studio already pushed back many of its major films, including Morbius, Ghostbusters Afterlife, and
1: Tom Holland's Uncharted. All movies that I would like to see, but we'll wait until the Rotten Tomato score comes out. Yeah.
0: What, what are your thoughts? Well, we're stuck inside. I feel like we should get more theaters or sorry, we should get more movie studios to be releasing this content for an at-home viewing experience. Are they anticipating losing that amount of like that much money by not putting it
1: in theaters? Well think about what it actually exists right? These companies have probably made some movies and never released them so they've got those in their back pocket but they can't release anything new they haven't been filming for three months now how are they going to show us these films? I mean everything's everything's delayed it takes hundreds of people to make a movie and until we have some sort of tracking, testing etc like all of these things are just getting pushed and pushed and pushed who knows how many studios will survive this.
0: That's a really interesting point. I never thought about that. Do you think that they're pushing some of these movie releases because they're not done with them?
1: I think anything that's had principal or the people parts recorded could possibly be done slowly and surely with people working at home. Take that uh, studio, etc or I mean Studio X, right? Yeah, they filmed everybody, and now all we need to do is add the graphics, the CGI, all that post stuff, right? Where do they normally do it?
0: I, I don't know. They do it. I, I guess you're right. They probably do a lot of cuts and edits. So, um, and they
1: and they probably do it on the lot. Like where these super high-powered machines are. So do they let them go and get those machines, bring them home, and do the editing there? Like, all of that has to be taken into consideration, I'm sure.
0: It's so interesting to think about that because there are many films, I don't know if you ever, you and I were both obsessed with the like uh, Infinity Stone series for the MCU. Uh, yeah. Th- like everybody so- else was. But they would often film something just a couple of weeks before it was supposed to be in theaters. And they could get that much turnaround done in just a couple of weeks.
1: But I'm sure they were at peak capacity there, right? So like everybody working, every uh, pixel farm and every nation working. A lot of the CGI is farmed out to other countries. So maybe if China or South Korea was one of them, some stuff could get finished and released this year.
0: Right. Somebody also commented and said the this effectively also delays Spider-Man 3, which was yep. set for a July 16th, 2021
1: release. Yeah. I saw Jimmy Kimmel interview Tom Holland and Tom said that he has no idea when either of those movies, a, will be filmed again and uh, filmed again, and b, which one's going to come first. Because he was literally on set of Uncharted when this whole thing broke out. Holy shit!
0: It's still, I think, knowing that there's less to watch from home, or I have to listen to people in some dumb attic uh, of their house record their show, it still has not intrigued me to want to go watch the movie Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey.
1: Okay. All right. But think about it this way. We can't get any new movies. So what's left? The movies that exist, right? Right. There's been a lot of people that have been breaking down extra content from these other movies, like... In our movies this week, there was a kind of like a praise the cameraman esque shot from Mission Impossible Fallout. And they were just talking about how awesome the cameraman was who filmed the scene in that movie where Tom Cruise had to jump out of a plane because the cameraman also jumped out of a plane, did everything that Cruise did except backwards and kind of upside down at some points. Yeah. So the post is how Halo jump scene from Mission Impossible Fallout was filmed. The cameraman jumped simultaneously and there's a side-by-side shot which also means there was another cameraman filming the cameraman filming tom cruise
0: (laughs) Why? i never even thought about that how many angles did they have to get to do this
1: if you read the comments they had to do this hundreds of times to get this scene done correctly because they could only do it at a certain time when the sun was the same and you know things happened. Either the cameraman did something wrong or Tom did something wrong. The the other cameraman filming them might have done something wrong. So they had to do it hundreds of times. They had to do this jump. But how often is that? So maybe, just maybe, the studios have this footage and they can start releasing extra stuff like this for the movies we already like to kind of tide us over until new stuff can be coming out.
0: Holy shit. So I'm reading through some of the posts here and here's somebody who said more interesting facts. They could, uh, to your point, Scott, they could only do this jump once a day because of the lighting. They practice mm-hmm. the moves several times a day from normal heights. So they would just practice doing normal skydiving. These right. actors are worth so much that trying to like ensure that, it already costs somebody who does skydiving, it costs them like hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars in insurance to be able to afford to throw somebody out of an airplane, let alone <laughs> these actors and film equipment and whatnot. And then Henry Cavill was training to do this with crews, but they decided that it was way too much of a liability. Apparently this to your point, this scene took 106 jumps to get it right. That's
1: 106 jumps from the super stratosphere height that they jump from, not including the practice runs that I was talking about.
0: The the thing, so some of those were, pro, I don't know, I'm willing to bet that some were shot with extras, some were shot with stunt doubles. So sure. they would probably have like one plane that would go do the jump and then they pretty quickly after would have another plane go and then have it with stunt doubles.
1: It only Still made crazy to think about. Yeah, but they're I, just throwing people out of planes all day long. <laughs>
0: The, the thing that's more crazy about this, if you haven't seen a Mission Impossible movie, you might not know this, Scott, that oftentimes uh, Tom Cruise and that team have no idea what they want this story to be. They start filming really amazing stunts and then say, how can we weave this into a story? So they oftentimes start production. This is how well these things are Received, they start production without a full script. Well, that's
1: wild. I did so not know that. No,
0: this movie with Henry Cavill was probably a bit of a uh, a more robust script because to get a counter to Tom Cruise in Henry Cavill, you probably have to spend a lot more than just getting Sean Penn and and all of those other characters that always show up. Right. But in the Mission Impossible four, that was the was that the last one, the one that was in Dubai.
1: I think so. Yeah.
0: Ghost Protocol? Ghost Protocol. At the very beginning of that movie, Tom Cruise is hanging by the outside of like a. The Burj Khalifa. No, not the not that building. He's hanging on the outside of that aircraft that's taking off.
1: Oh, the plane scene. Yeah, yeah.
0: That was actually Tom Cruise with mm-hmm. two wires hooked to the side of the plane taking off. Yeah. That's insane.
1: They pay that man at least 50 million every single movie he makes.
0: Scott, let me just Think ask you. That. For 50 million dollars would you hang on hang on to the outside of an airplane? I'd take off right now <laughs> in my pajamas.
1: Really? For 50 million dollars? Yes. Yes. That is life-changing money. That is like generational money. I
0: guess. And you're very unlikely to die. (laughs) We can only hope. But never 100%. (sighs) No,
1: no, no. Good news. On May 27th, NASA will once again launch American astronauts on American rockets from American soil with SpaceX as partners, astronaut Doug Hurley, Bob... Bankin will launch, that's just two, I thought there was going to be a third, sorry, <laughs> but they'll launch to the International Space Station on the Crew Dragon spacecraft atop, atop a Falcon 9 rocket.
0: That's r- really big news. I It's I huge up, news. My dad loved NASA. It, it was like, yeah. it's either golf is in the background or the like NASA's channel was in the background so we could watch space spacewalks. Oh, cool. And it it was just like public access, right? I think it was like C-SPAN. They would play NASA.
1: I never had cable growing up. So the only time I was able to see space stuff is if like a space camp was on TV or or there was a rocket launch.
0: I guess I took that for granted. But to know that like the, the spacecraft we all think of when we think the U.S. is sending someone to space, that specific spacecraft has been decommissioned for over a decade now, right?
1: Right, it was called the space shuttle. That's yes. it.
0: That was it. Okay, cool. So that space shuttle has been retired for a long time. It just didn't hold up in terms of economy. They only had two, correct? And they would just rotate uh, them, or was it just the yeah, one? Yeah, I
1: think. Well, I think one blew up, and they, yes, we they were all just unfortunately saw that. Have you ever seen them in real life? Like, yes, gone to Virginia. Yeah, super fucking cool, right? Amazing to be next to that and take a picture with it. It was the coolest thing in Washington, D.C. that I saw.
0: There is a post, Scott. I'm, I'm going to try and find it. I'll link it here. It's a, from a YouTube channel called Smarter Every Day. Have you heard of these guys?
1: He, uh, no, I have not heard of Smarter Every Day. I should probably go there because I feel like I'm going in the opposite direction.
0: Well, I mean, if you watch our politics, you'll probably get there. <laughs> Anyways, this guy has done some incredible videos on different science. One of the things he got to do recently was tour a rocket factory. So, just so you know his background, he worked with NASA creating uh, military weapons and did all of like the the science behind trajectories and those things. Now, okay. because of his background, he got to tour a rocket facility in Houston. I believe that's where it was. The video is not short. It's 54 minutes long, but in the video, he talks about with the CEO of this company, some incredibly fascinating things. Wait a minute.
1: Hold on. Hold on. Sorry to interrupt. Is this the guy that will show you like how glass breaks and stuff like that?
0: Yes. Ah,
1: okay. So I have seen this guy. All right.
0: Okay, good. So Destin. What's his middle name? I don't know. It doesn't, does it matter? What's his last name?
1: Sandlin? He never says his last Uh, name. I thought maybe it was like an E. Why? Because then he'd be Destiny. You're so dumb sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I need to watch his channel more. Yeah, I get it.
0: So, Destin uh, got to tour this rocket facility, and one of the really interesting things is the research they do on the metal shell on the outside of a rocket.
1: You're a thick metal shell.
0: They CNC out the materials. But because computers are more powerful than they once were, they can do machine learning to figure out what kind of lattice work on the inside they need to cut material and weight and maintain higher levels of structural integrity. So they show these slight manipulations. And to me, that's so fascinating to see like, oh, you could just cut it differently and you'll save like 20 percent, which means we can go 20 percent further, which means, yeah, it's reasonable for us to think to get that we can get to Mars with this engine. Do you think in our lifetime we will ever make it to Mars? Human will step foot on Mars.
1: Our lifetime, as in you and me? Yes. Or like in humanity's lifetime. Both are real possibilities to
0: not happen. Oh God. That's a morbid thought. But yeah, you're probably right. But I would say in a more optimistic view of the world, in our lifetime, you and I, will we be able to step
1: foot on Mars? I really hope so. Elon Musk tweeted the other day in response to somebody who said, like, hey, it was just nine years ago that SpaceX first got off the ground, no pun intended, and here we are just a month away, practically, from the first astronaut from America with everything America, go USA, Team America, free to free, cost a buck of five, and America. setting foot in space again. Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! I don't think we're allowed to say that. I think if we stay on trajectory, and this year, you know vaccine comes out next year. Things get back to semi-normal. We keep building rockets. We keep sending shit up to the ISS and it becomes a launch pad. We start a moon base. Like, sure, we might be old and be struggling to see the TV or we might have to plug ourselves into the matrix to actually see it. But I think Mars is attainable. There's a whole bunch of shit in space that we don't know about, right? Mm -hmm. Radiation, micro asteroids, things that could just kill a human like that. All that stuff has to to be figured out before we even send another person past the moon,
0: right? I don't think people consider the ramifications there that... If you're flying in space and something the size of a nickel is in space, you're going so fast and it is going so fast that it will literally be like a bullet flying through you thousands of times, millions of times faster than any bullet on Earth, which means it's going to destroy that thing.
1: It'll rip it in half.
0: Like you saw that you saw that shot in the the middle of the new series of Star Wars films. What
1: what was the name of that one? The middle one. The middle Rise of the new three. Skywalker. Last Jedi.
0: Last Jedi. Last Jedi. That scene where the ship goes goes like super speed through the other one. Oh yeah. It would be like that.
1: Which was my favorite scene of that whole movie.
0: Oh my God. It was so good. It was so good.
1: <laughs> so it was just okay. But yeah, like we're 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 so not ready. We're not ready right now. And until we come up with something like some sort of lightweight carbon fiber weave that can just deflect space debris, protect the astronauts from radiation that melts them inside of their spacesuits or, you know, deforms their spermies the least. And then once you get to Mars, then what do you do? You could land.
0: You just fuck like rabbits, man.
1: Yeah. And then die, right? Like that's, that's about it. You could probably get there. And if you don't die on the way, you're definitely dying when you're there. So
0: There has to be a plan to get back. This isn't going to be like the movie The Martian. It's going to be a plan to get there and back.
1: I'm pretty sure based on the time that it takes and all the investment that you would need, like the first people going there are going to die there. You think so? so? How do you prepare? Yes. Number one, you have to prepare to die in space if you're going to go past the atmosphere, right? Every time you get on a plane, there's always a chance, but there was dropping yourself. You asked if I would strap myself to a plane for $50 million. Astronauts get paid far less to strap their ass onto a rocket. And then they're going to a place that's the least hospitable for human beings in the entire known universe. Not Earth.
0: You just mean outer space. Yes.
1: Yeah. I
0: I don't know. When there is a master class with... One of the current astronauts, I can't remember his name, and I feel like such a dumbass for not knowing. Did you
1: sign up for that, by the way?
0: No, but I'm th- I'm really, really thinking about it. So I, it hasn't been a decision yet. I said I would do it by this episode. I haven't done it. I'm sorry.
1: Hit me up with that buddy pass.
0: But in that show, or in that like little teaser for the masterclass, he talks about how when we go into space, we don't go in uncertain. We are we go into space with with very good statistics. So I don't think that we're going to send somebody to Mars unless statistically they're going to get
1: back. So then it's probably going to take a really long time before we get to Mars.
0: Let me give you a counter to that. A decade ago in 2010, what was the smartest smartphone you could buy?
1: 2010, that would be the original iPhone? No, that was 3GS. 2007. 3GS or 4, iPhone 4. It was the iPhone
0: 4. That yeah. was the the second iteration of the App Store. That was four megapixel cameras. So many megapixels, and where we're at today, regardless of the company and the the advances we've done in one decade, I don't think that that is planning on slowing down. So look at what SpaceX did in less than that decade.
1: Oh, right? I mean, I'm sure SpaceX is going to be the one that gets people there first, right? Somebody they're yeah. un, they're unbridled when it comes to just technology, and Elon Musk wants to get to Mars like nobody's business. He doesn't give a. Fuck about her.
0: He doesn't care how many humans are lost on the way there. He just needs to make sure somebody gets there and his name is on it. Even if it's yeah. even if it's a metal casket hurling itself through
1: space. He wants to bring something to Mars that will inscribe first and that can be seen from space.
0: On, on a much different note, but arguably just as uh, potentially appalling, Scott, I have been spending countless hours playing Call of Duty Looking Warzone. At
1: porn. Oh, oh, okay.
0: Don't tell them about <laughs> the other one. They're fine to know about my porn addiction, but my addiction to video games. Yeah, I was, I was
1: trying to cover it up, sorry.
0: Oh, good. If you don't see me online, you Scott, I'm either working or I'm playing Call of Duty Warzone. Okay. But, as of recent, there is there has been something I have been noticing coming out more and more and more and I feel like it's finally been validated and I don't know what to think about this. I don't know what to do about this, but it's really, really frustrating. So this week, about four days ago that we're recording this, there was a post on our PlayStation 4, PS4. Call of Duty Warzone console players are turning off crossplay to escape PC cheaters. This game has been so riddled with cheaters and hackers that it's almost become unplayable.
1: What? I don't get it. I don't get how a hacker even works in a PC game. I've never owned a PC gaming rig that I've used for multiplayer. Tell me how that works. When hey, you're can playing you a game, explain it to me like I'm five.
0: Yes. When you play a game, what you see on the screen is a beautiful rendition of what is happening from a computer, a ones and zeros on the background. Have you ever thought to yourself, how is it that I click this thing here? And that person over there has that interaction. So I shoot and that person dies on their screen next to real time. Hmm. Have you ever thought about that? Not in the slightest. All of these games, and this is the simplest I can describe this, have what you see and then all of the data in the background, which is where are all of the things in the world so that when this person who's controlling the game does an action... It will actually take effect everywhere. So your your system, your Xbox Mm -hmm. knows where every player is within a certain radius. So that Mm -hmm. when you shoot, it knows, Mm -hmm. okay, I hit that thing. Right? Okay. Little legs here and there. Sometimes it feels like they're behind a wall and they kill me. Those are just Mm -hmm. like little delays. But wall hacks would allow for a program on top of the game to say, That's where they are and put little outlines or put little like heat maps on where characters are.
1: So it will give my quote unquote computer, Xbox, etc. false information.
0: Correct. A different view of the game, almost like the Matrix. It will let me see where other players are so that I could be tucked behind a wall or behind a tree or you could be in a building and I could see where you are and what you're doing. So a big brother. Essentially. Essentially, right? I've got Superman vision when I'm hacking in wall hacks, and I can see where you are. Perv. We should go into that in a different episode, but I do want to talk about superheroes and their stupid abilities because, man, they're perverts. Anyways, there's another one, which would be like aimbotting. Essentially, you're getting the same information, but you're saying, I want my cursor to snap to somebody's head or to their body. I have heard of that. Those ones are are probably the most commonly like revered. Those are the ones you see most often because it's really apparent. When you watch like somebody who's like looking at somebody over here and then all of a sudden their uh like uh their mouse rotates 90 degrees to the right and then they're snapped onto another person killing them, right?
1: All right. So, hold on, hold on. You're telling me that on a PC, I can get a piece of software that will essentially break in To the software from this game company? Yes. Why don't they just prevent that from happening?
0: That's a really good question. Many games. How are they
1: making their code so easy to break? Because your system needs to be able to read that information. Okay. So it's just easier to ignore any sort of like open exploitable holes that would allow a program like this. To come in.
0: This is this is where like we're going to butt up against my level of, of expertise on why the it's only, not more challenging.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only reason I bring that up is because like if you think about computer software, right? It goes through a series of white hat hackers before it gets released. And they want to look for bugs and stuff and how there's sure. bug bounties and stuff like that. These game companies don't do that, is what you're saying. They just yeah. say like, all right, game can play. Multiple people can play it. Let's just throw it out into the wild and we'll fix it as it goes along.
0: I have actually had, uh, I, I've been watching somebody on stream bring up exactly that question. Professional streamer, plays the game, had been a professional Call of Duty player. He asked the same question. And as a company that owns Call of Duty, we'll call them Activision.
1: Okay. It's a good fake name. I it's would a good never fake name, right? Company it's name. just
0: yeah. arbitrary, doesn't hold a, a candle to any real name. But let's say nope. this company Activision wants to put out Their biggest title, we'll call it Call of Duty. Also
1: a good fake name.
0: A good fake name. The people that control the money, who make all the money, say, I don't care about doing the quality testing we need to do. What I care about is posting the game so more people play and more people buy. Have you seen the movie Ready Player One? And do you remember? You have. And do you remember the scene where that like sleazeball bad guy- is in the room and he's like we have we've done testing and we believe that we can fill the user space with 80% ads before it induces seizures.
1: <laughs> I don't remember that part but sounds sounds like something a company like "quote unquote Activision would do.
0: Right. And that's the truth. They're more concerned about their wallet and their timing on their product than they are about the quality when it goes out the door. When most major computer companies and technology companies say like, I don't want to put out an inferior product, most gaming companies, not the developers, but the actual like people who control the money say otherwise.
1: That's interesting.
0: So then we're riddled with games that have holes and hackers and there's... potentially some really easy ways to innovate. But man, it really puts a damper on fun experiences when people have to be douche canoes about it.
1: It's really too bad because a lot of times you'll see like, hey, this is a free game. And everybody knows there's no such thing as a free game. You either make up payments in skins and cosmetics, or it tries to entice you to buy the rest of the game. But doesn't this just like kill the player base?
0: It so does. And if you think about it, there are millions of people playing this game. This game can house 150 players at the time of recording this per match. Just just maybe maybe turn off cross-play for a little bit. And I'll jump over to my Xbox and I'll play with you guys. Because the, and the reason that is a, a, a trend right now is, generally speaking, you can only really hack PC play. You can't really do that with Xbox or PlayStation because of the way the systems are controlled. We just right. don't have access to all of the other underlying stuff.
1: Right. Well, I'm sorry that that's happening to you. What's the next game you're going to play? Is there a good like porn simulator out there? Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you brought that up. Oh God, what? Why? Coincidence? I think not. One of Vice employees actually went down that rabbit hole. They said, hey, why do these ads always pop up Whenever you go to a website and if you're watching porn, why is it always the same like game ad? Why are there games being targeted towards people who are watching these porn videos? So he decided or they decided, I'm going to click on this link. I'm going to see what happens. I want to see if this game really does want to make me jerk off. And his his little adventure was you click on it, you answer a survey and then eventually it asks you for a credit card. And it gives you some bullshit about, well, in you know, where our servers are stored in New York, you need to age, verify with a credit card. He's like, that's bullshit, but I'm still not giving him my credit card. I'm going to go into work tomorrow and use the company credit card. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Which he he did. It was the same thing, just I think different characters were involved for the same, like, but you can't not jerk off, you know, it's like the Pringles, but you can't have just one. Gets past the questionnaire, puts in the company credit card, and it takes him to this place, which essentially is a Steam-like environment, except all the games are porn titled like Grand Fuck Auto and World of Warcraft like I have that. one
0: right here and the name is appalling. Like, absolutely. It's a school of
1: rape. Right. Just terrible names. But he went through and he played a handful of them. And it turns out they're just like crappy mobile versions of all these games. Like World of Warcraft was actually just the side-scrolling one where you had to jump over rocks and holes in the ground. Like you didn't do anything else. So it's the, like you uh,
0: took—it's like you took like some college student in computer science or game development and took their like senior project and put some like shitty skin over the top of it.
1: Yeah, he only found a handful of ones that actually involved some sort of nudity, and this was the most bizarre thing that steam-like environment actually had real like kids games also involved and so he, he reached out to say like hey why are you guys why are you guys putting kids games right next to these sexually graphic games he never got an official response but it was very interesting the only thing the only thing he could say was like this is all just fake advertising there's nothing sexy or really pornographic about any of these games and while there's a free trial like it says on the link, it's actually going to start charging you forty dollars a month after that week trial. I so you have pay a forty dollars for shit games. That's ridiculous. Which, which which really probably is just giving your information to somebody somewhere to get hacked.
0: <laughs> I here's my theory for you, Scott. I believe that there's probably a genuine like company or organization controlling the game, like the, the money in the background. Some sleazy company somewhere who's like raking in dollars from people just getting going down this shitty rabbit hole like this guy. But and this might blow your mind, but how much are you willing to bet that those games are not designed by human beings? That those are games developed by other computers that they can just shittily throw out into the world.
1: So they used AI or machine learning to make a bunch of crap games?
0: Yeah, just to get people totally, to 40 bucks? It's totally reasonable that you can do that.
1: That's very interesting.
0: And that's probably why they're so fucked up because they're just made by weird computers who don't understand.
1: So maybe that'll be the next type of captcha thing we have to do to prove that we're not a robot is teach robots how to make games.
0: Yeah, teach robots how to understand porn. I'm into that one. <laughs> <laughs> just I just want to throw this out there as like um, in asterisk to the episode, I am not morally obsessed with porn. Please don't please understand that this is satire. I, on the other hand. Well, tune into next week's episode when we take a deep dive into the subreddit Nyctolophobia.
1: Nyctolophobia sounds dark. Snugod, what's that all about? I'm glad you asked, Scott. Nyctolophobia
0: or morbid fear of dark wooded areas or forests
1: at night is your source for all your note-filled forest needs. Images, gifts, or music are all there to set the mood. Oh, so it's not where I just accidentally stubbed my toe.
0: No, you idiot!